This is Daylight Magazine coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Ghana, voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Em Yohai louvor nós iremos cantar ao Senhor. Em Yohai louvor adoremos na santa presença do Deus Criador. Ergamos a voz, celebremos um cântico novo ao Senhor. Grande Rei Majestoso, Pai bendito que veio salvar. Santo é Seu nome, reunidos na fé exultemos com as bênçãos gloriosas que vêm da oração, firmados em Sua Palavra, busquemos servir e amar. Somos pecadores, mas em Cristo nós somos irmãos. Vamos sorrir e cantar. Quão maravilhoso é estar nas eternas moradas do bom Salvador. Libertos de toda a maldade, da insensatez, do pecado e da dor. Com sinceridade buscando aprender sua justiça, sua lei, seu sua querer. Lei, seu querer. Sentimos ah, a paz que restaura a existência e nos enche com vida e poder, vida e poder. A terra e os céus anunciam a intensa grandeza de seu esplendor. Os mares em sua presença, tranquilos se aquietam ao seu comandar. Somos suas ovelhas, ele é nosso divino pastor. Aleluia, aleluia, santo, santo é o Senhor. Ergamos a voz, celebremos um cântico em glória a Jesus, grande mestre divino, homem Deus, nosso amigo fiel, santo é seu nome, quebrados em santa humildade. Sigamos o trilho da luz que deixou convictos de sua bondade, de sua pureza e amor. Em suas mãos carregados, vamos todos servir e amar, juntos sorrir e cantar. Um maravilhoso
Dear listener, you're welcome to today's Reflections. Our title for today is The Thing About Sin. The Thing About Sin. The thing about sin is that everyone is an expert on other people's sins. Remember, King David expressed righteous indignation at the rich man for taking the poor man's only lamb. Pious scribes and Pharisees want to stone the woman caught in adultery. Loyal siblings are outraged that their father celebrates the prodigal son's return. And victims of the thief on the cross feel contented that justice has been served after they themselves had clamored to Pilate to crucify the sinless one. Against our expect verdicts on other people's sins, the finger of the unerring one writes in sand, Thou art the man. When God saves us from our self-righteousness, we shall pray with the tax collector, God be merciful to me, a sinner. And I repeat, God be merciful to me, a sinner. This is written by Dr. Samuel Crichton Pippin. And for more Talks Nuggets by Dr. Pippin, please visit eaglesonline.org and click on Weekly Thoughts Nuggets. My name is Margaret Abebrese. Thank you for listening. able. He is able. Through prayer, the impossibilities of man become the possibilities of God. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 10 verse 27. Matthew chapter 10 verse 27. I read, What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Remember, God is indeed able. Anything that is impossible for you is possible for him. And as he has told you, make sure you tell others. God richly bless you. I am Bell Dollar Bill. My dear listener, today we bring you the concluding part of the topic Christian marriage. Enjoy. You asked about rings and Bibles. Um, let me speak first about Christian marriages. Incidentally, a Christian marriage could be the most simple. It doesn't prescribe any attire to wear. Usually people dress in European fashion, sure. uh, suits, 
and and gowns and so on. The law itself doesn't prescribe anything. You can put on your cloth or your T-shirt if that is your desire. What you can afford. If that's or what, that is what you like. That is what you like. It doesn't prescribe that uh, wedding rings should be presented at all cost or Bibles should be present, presented or exchanged. So that is those are matters entirely at the discretion of the the couple. Um, uh, but increasingly these days in customary marriages, yes, those things find themselves on the list. And if it has been listed, then it becomes a, a, a requirement. Uh, most people will list a Bible, and I don't know about rings, but yes, Bible, it is very common these days that a family will, among others, list a Bible as a, a, a a requirement. Okay. Mm. Okay. We have a text message from Brian Koka. Mm. He says, "What will you call a marriage that has been celebrated at a municipal assembly, and the ordinance had been signed, but the couple decide to receive the blessings of God in a church?" Um, thank you. Um, I think it opens we, another dimension it, to it. it, to, it opens, to but let, let me let me say quickly. We, so far, I think we've. We focused almost entirely on marriages celebrated by marriage officers or ministers. Ministers, yes. Okay, but in, in very early on, I mentioned registrar of marriages yes. and, and principal registrar, registrar of, marriages. of marriages. So, yes. uh, registrar of marriages are the ones, the type he mentioned. You could go to a municipal assembly or this assembly uh, and declare your intention. Uh, the desire to marry in writing. Once you fill a form and and declare that intent clearly, they will also publish advance by putting up notices. notices yes. And after expiration of the period, which is required by law, you go there and uh, be joined by the registrar of marriages. That is also marriage. A, a marriage under the ordinance of a Christian marriage. Sure. If you subsequently went to church for a blessing, mm-hmm. you are only blessing an already existing marriage. Marriage, a Christian marriage. It is so. It's not the blessing that makes it. No, you are. But already, what happened at the municipal assembly? It makes actually it makes it a Christian, a Christian marriage. marriage, and they will issue to the you a similar certificate as the ministers issue. Again, the principal registrar of marriages, uh, who is the registrar general, yes. can give you a license mm-hmm. if you if you swear to an affidavit uh, that the principal registrar of marriages finds convincing mm-hmm. that you uh, um, you qualify to marry there is no impediment but for a good reason maybe you cannot wait for that law for the, the publication period, yes. of the bans and the period he can issue you a license which can entitle you to marry at any place. It doesn't have to be Let's a licensed that, place, yes. and it doesn't have to be by a licensed minister, and and that can also entitle you to dispense with the requirement for the publication of bans. So, okay. all three, whether under a certificate, special certificate by the principal registrar of marriages, or whether you did it at the municipal assembly and it was celebrated by. Uh, registrar of marriages or by a marriage officer in a church. All three 
they they fall under the Christian marriage and it is ordinance marriage as we used to okay. call it. You've been mentioning bans, bans, bans. Can you briefly explain to 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 our listeners? It is um, if, uh, announcement of a sort in which you mention the names of the prospective uh, couple and and announce that they have decided to marry and that this is a notice to the whole world that the, the, those two people intend to enter into um, a Christian marriage. It is intended to avoid fraud. Mm. I have said earlier that Christian marriages are monogamous marriages, so bans must be published so that if either of the prospective couple is already married mm-hmm. or is in some form of relationship, um, the affected individuals could enter caveat or raise objection. And once a caveat is entered, the um, person going to celebrate the marriage must carefully investigate mm. before he decides whether to put a halt to mm. it or proceed. Sure. So that when we talk about publication of bans, that is that what, is it, what means. it means. Uh-huh. Thank you so very much, Council, for spending time with us this evening. Uh, there are a good number of questions that time would not permit us to, to ask. Uh, we'll be saying the possibility of uh, probably having another session on, on, on marriages because, like I said, marriages are very essential and central. And if we say we're going to look at it in its entirety, uh, one program would not be enough. But we, we will look at the possibility of coming back again on this issue of, of marriage. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to thank you so very much for spending time with us this evening. Radio lawyer, um, I think uh, by this time a good number of you would have actually known what marriage is all about, the various types of marriages that we can have under Ghanaian law. Uh, we've, we've not gone into the Mohammedans' uh, uh, marriage. Maybe at, at another time we would we would make time to go into it. But I believe that it's been very beneficial. I believe it's been very helpful. And so, God willing, next week, same time we shall meet and discuss another interesting um, topic. If we do not, I think we will do, we will continue with marriages. We will continue with marriage and then continue with spousal rights. Once again, we are grateful for your time and have a blessed evening. So I dance the rain on the Tell my soul that my spirit's on the For any inquiries or contribution, you can contact us on plus 233-244-673528 or 244 or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana, P.O. Box AF595. Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana.
Welcome to Moment of Truth. I am Ebenezer Kwe, your radio pastor. In this series, Hope in the Midst of Hopelessness, we have been looking at the topic, Hope for the Hopeless. And our main text is found in Romans chapter 4, verse 15 to 21. And already we have looked at the first segment, which has introduced us to the situation of Abraham and Sarah, how all things being against them, they hoped in God and God worked out something in their lives. As we continue this series, let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that you can give us hope in the midst of hopelessness. In the next few minutes, speak to us, turn our lives around. Your word is powerful to change things in us. Let it be so in our lives, in Jesus' name. Amen. As we continue with this series, I want us to read Genesis chapter 18, verse 10 to 14. The Bible says, And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah your wife shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore Sarah laughed with herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I am old? Is anything too hard for
for the Lord. At the appointed time I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. As we listen to this text, you realize that there is every reason for them to doubt and to think that nothing is going to work for them. Sarah has passed childbearing, and his husband, Abraham, also was very old. But even in this situation, God said, Is anything too hard for me? At the appointed time, he has promised that he will return unto them, and he will help them to have a son. Friends, this is the assurance made Abraham and Sarah to hope in God, although all things were against them. There is a wonderful thought about the word hope that I'd like to share with you in this particular segment. You see, hope shines brightest when the hour is darkest. Hope motivates when discouragement comes. Hope energizes when the body is tired. Hope sweetens when the bitterness bites. Hope sings when all melodies are gone. Hope believes when the evidence is eliminated. Hope listens for answers when no one is talking. Hope climbs over obstacles when no one is helping. Hope endures hardship when no one is caring. Hope smiles confidently when no one is laughing. Hope reaches for answers when no one is asking. Hope presses toward victory when no one is encouraging. Hope dares to give when no one is sharing. And hope brings the victory when no one is winning. This is what hope in your life can do. And this hope does not depend on anyone, but it depends on what God can do. It is not just a hope in a vacuum, but a hope that depends on what God can do. This is what John C. Maxwell said, a very good writer and a speaker. He said that there is nothing to do but bury a person when his or her hopes are gone. Losing hope precedes loss of life itself. Indeed, anybody who may want to take his own life, commit suicide in all kinds of situations, you will realize that indeed that person's hope is gone. And therefore, you cannot live without hope. I encourage you today to accept this word and also live according to the hope that we have in God. That is why I have come to tell you that there is hope for you. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, 24 and 25, that for we are saved by hope, but hope that is not seen is not hope. For what a man sees, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for what we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. You need not see in order to hope for, but just believe in God that no matter your situation, he can turn things around. He can work out things for you. And that is my encouragement to you, especially in this series. Because things are not working for you today, does not mean that there is no hope for you. Believe in God. Wait for Him. You are tuning in to this station. is not by chance. But God has something special to do for you. We will ask the question that in all this situation that we talked about, about Abraham and Sarah, their old age, the wife passing childbearing age, and all that, can there be hope in this situation? Is there any hope in this situation? Yes, there is hope for the hopeless. Your situation may not be like that of Abraham and Sarah, 
But in whatever condition you find yourself, there is hope for you. We live in an age of wars and atrocities. We live in an age of difficulties. We live in an age of all kinds of situations. We live in an age where there are terminal diseases and pestilences. I don't know your condition presently. We live in an age of panic, fear, collapse of society. People are always on the move, running for their lives. Fires are breaking out on daily basis. And all kinds of situations are happening. But if you can trust God, I am sure he can work out something for you. Even in your hopeless situation, there can be hope for the hopeless. We live in an age that there are many natural disasters. There is poverty, hunger, even especially in Africa. You go into many societies and it seems there is no hope at all. There is poverty, there is hunger. Something must be wrong with our world. But even in this situation, there can be hope for you. Sometimes because of our situations, we raise our hands in despair and say, is there any hope at all? Yes, there is hope. Yes, there is hope for the hopeless. Jesus said, all these things are signs of the times, signs of his return. And I know that he can help you to survive the times in your personal life. I don't know what you are going through. Have you become hopeless and dejected? Are friends giving up on you? Is it your fees? Is it your academic life? Is it your family life that is troubling you? Do you think there is no hope for you? I have come to assure you that there can be hope for you. Are you giving up or you have given up already? I have assured you that there can be hope for you. Today, Jesus is calling you in his own voice in Matthew chapter 11, 28. That come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, even in the midst of hopelessness. May God bless you as you continue to listen to this series, and you shall become a blessing. My name is Ebenezer Kwe. I am your radio pastor on Moments of Truth. Thank you very much for staying with us. Once again, you can reach us on plus 233-244-673528 or 244 235 017 or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF595. Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hand be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now. (laughs) 